seen and not heard may not be appropriate for all audiences. Please see our show notes for episode-specific warnings and for access to the transcript. And how many hours a day are you wearing the hearing aids? I guess eight, ten, I, I don't really know. Well, the good news is that it doesn't look like an allergic reaction. Was that a thing we were worried about? It can happen. Not often, but sometimes people can react to the materials in the ear molds. Oh. Gross. <laughs> You're putting them in exactly as we showed you? I mean, I think I am. It, it doesn't seem like it should be that hard. Sometimes it's easy to insert them just a tiny bit off kilter, and that can make a big difference. Show me how you do it. Hmm. Yeah, you've got it right. And they're fitting properly. So, refitting isn't necessary. After this much time, they really shouldn't be causing you this much discomfort. Try taking breaks throughout the day. Give your ears some breathing room, so to speak. It just feels like they should be, I don't know, broken in by now. I mean, if these were shoes, I'd have returned them months ago. They should be fine. Yes, they should be. Miss Klein, have you considered that it may be less of a physical issue? What, so it's all in my head? I don't say that to minimize anything. I know the discomfort is real. But the cause of it, sometimes... People have a lot of trouble adjusting to wearing hearing aids. It's like anything else. It takes a bit of getting used to. And some take a little longer than others. And I imagine if someone were particularly resistant to the idea of assistive technology, it oh, might oh, be- Oh, no, 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 I'm, I'm not resistant. They've helped a lot. Yes, and that's great. It just may be worth thinking about. Maybe whenever they start to irritate you, take note. Take note of how you're feeling emotionally, where you are, who you're with, that kind of thing. Ah, mindfulness. Yeah, don't knock it till you try it. Yeah, I mean, it is good advice. Uh, I'll keep it in mind. Good. And, of course, if it keeps up, we'll see about other solutions. Okay. Thanks. So, anything exciting coming up for you? My mom has a concert at her school tonight. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I think it will be. Should be fun. Well, you are all set. Be sure to let us know if you need anything. Thanks. Have a good one. You do. Hey. Hey, you game. I said I would. Bet these seats okay? What? The seats. The... Seats. Oh, um... Yeah, I guess so. I don't think it'll make much of a difference. They always crank the microphone so high. You'll be fine. Hello and welcome to our annual fall concert. My name is Elaine Klein and I am the chorus teacher for our junior and senior classes. And before we begin, I would like to tell you all a bit about the competition we have coming up this winter. I can barely understand a word she's saying. With the reverb, it all sounds like... Well, this will certainly be a thing. So, without further ado, please welcome to the stage our junior class.
it sounds so... I can't make heads or tails of it. I, I can't make out the lyrics, the harmonies, just bleed together. The entire concert is like that. And I can fake my way through it. I can smile and clap and look proud. I'm great at that. But then, of course, I have to talk to people afterwards in a big, loud, echoing auditorium. Oh, yeah, yeah, great. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right. I have become a master at pretending I know what's being said. A skill I picked up in 8th grade algebra. I mean, I failed 8th grade algebra, but hey, skill's a skill. The point of this skill is not for my benefit, but for the benefit of everyone around me. It lets them think I'm listening and absorbing and participating, and it lets me get away relatively unscathed. Hey, Mom. Great job. They sounded amazing. They were good, weren't they? Very good. That little girl with the solo was something else. Oh, yes, Kalila. She was so nervous. Poor thing. Well, you'd never have known. I didn't know you'd be coming, Bet. Yeah. What did you think? Yeah, yeah, definitely. What? For sure. Bet was saying she uh, likes the new dresses. Oh, good. Some of the girls weren't too thrilled with the change, but I think they look nice. Very festive. Well, since we're all here together, should we go out? Say ice cream, maybe? Ooh. Bet? Ice cream? Where, uh, ice cream? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure. Sounds good. I hope he didn't have that on during the performance. Of course not. He knows better. I should hope so. Oh, there's Stacy. I need to go say hello. I'll be right back. What's with Dad? What? Dad. He looks upset. I can't hear what you're saying. Dad looks upset. That's just his face. No, it isn't. Oh, because you're such an expert at deciphering what Dad's left eyebrow raised one millimeter higher than usual face means? No, but I know what that face means. I gotta look at Dad's face right in that moment, and I realize Sarah's right. It's the same look I saw on his face when I was in the hospital. Something's wrong. Dad? What's going on? Where's your mom? She's over talking to someone. Can you go get her, please? We need to go. What's going on? We'll talk outside. Come on. Dad. Hey. What is it? Grandma's in the hospital, honey. Shit. Is she... It's not good. We should go see her now. What is it? What's the matter? Is it Grandma? Yeah. They took her to the hospital. 
Right. Um, well, let me stop by the house to change. I can't walk hospital hallways in these shoes, and Grandma's information is in the lockbox in the den anyway. Uh, Sarah, here's my office key. Go put these flowers in there. There's a vase on the desk. Bet you take this basket and put it in the trunk of my car, okay? Joe, find out where her room is so we don't have to waste time at the nurse's station when we get there. I'm going to let a couple of people know I'm leaving, and then I'll be right out. Everyone, meet at the hospital in half an hour. I'll say this for my mother, and I mean it sincerely. If there's an apocalypse, you want her on your team. I make my way to the hospital, and the whole way there, I can't shake that guilt. Visiting Grandma was just... It was hard, and after I lost my hearing, visiting her was even worse because her voice had gotten so soft and reedy I I couldn't understand anything. So I only ever went with someone else, and it has been a while, and... Look, let's just put it this way. I feel like shit. How is she? It may not be very long. Dad's with her now. Where's Mom? She's doing a bunch of paperwork. Right, uh, I'll find her. You okay? No. Come here. (laughs) I, I, I haven't been in to see her yet. I don't know what to say when I do. Say whatever you need. I don't know if she can hear us. Assume she can. Either way, you'll be saying what you want her to hear, okay? How are you so fine right now? I'm not. Go on, go see Grandma. I'll be there in a minute. Oh, Bet. Good. Hold these, please. Mom, what are you doing? This can wait. Of course it can, but then it all piles up, and I don't want your father to have to worry about it. Have you seen Grandma yet? In a minute. Okay, Mom, put it down. Mom, stop. (sighs) What? I'm going to say something that's possibly not going to go over well, but in the interest of my once-a-year semi-piousness in immediate proximity to Yom Kippur, I'm going to go ahead and say it, and I need you to let me say it, okay? Betty. When I was in the hospital, when I was sicker than I have ever been in my entire life and felt horrible and was scared and couldn't hear worth a damn all of a sudden, you did not come and see me. Of course I did. No, you dashed into the room now and then to drop off a blanket or a sweatshirt or a cup of tea, and then you'd leave. You were a blur that whole time. And you're kind of a blur now. I know we drive each other up the wall, and I know I'm not exactly your favorite person most of the time, but you're my mom, and I needed my mom. I still need my mom. But if you're not going to be there for me, then do me a favor and please be there for Grandma. You and I will have other chances. You're not getting another one with her. I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to let go of the fact that you just sort of abandoned ship, emotionally speaking, when I really needed you need you. I know I'm supposed to be forgiving, especially this time of year, but I'm not there yet. But taking care of Grandma would be a really, really big step in the right direction. You must think very poorly of me to say those things. The thing is, I don't. I think pretty highly of you, actually. 
I mean, I also think you're a pain in the ass half the time. <laughs> Seriously, I, I don't think you're a bad person. But I think you can do a lot better. I'd love it if you could prove me right. I wanted to stay with you in the hospital. I tried to, but I, I couldn't breathe in that room. Oh, what a coincidence. Me either. Matt. Sorry, you walked into that one. I've told you about my mother. Yeah. You were a kid. And I know that had to be scary. I was ten, and half the house was filled with all her medical things, and I could hear her machines from my bedroom, and I was next to her when she died. I didn't want to be in the room, but my father wouldn't let me leave, and I saw the moment. She passed. I was... I, I couldn't look at you like that, because all I could see was her. You look like her, you know. I'll hold your hand. I'll hold your hand the whole time. Okay? Come on. Bet and Elaine are here, Mom. We're all here. It's gonna be okay. We're all here. We're all here. My grandmother looks so tiny. She was always a petite woman anyway. I was taller than her by fifth grade. My mom's hand is shaking. She looks perfectly calm and collected and... <laughs> like she always does. But her hand is shaking. And that's that. I don't really know what else to say. Hey, is it your turn to be very creepy? It doesn't count. You gave me your address. True. <laughs> you okay? Can I come in? I know it's late. I just... Yeah, of course. You look like you could use a drink. Please. Yes, stat. Anything in particular? Anything wet. On it. Make yourself at home. make myself at home? His apartment is even neater than my parents' house. I don't mean that it's fussy, not exactly, but... Well, no, that kind of is exactly what I mean. Extremely fussy, hipster chic, let's go with that. It's a nice little place, it's just so... perfect. Wanna sit? Will I wrinkle your couch if I do? <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I like to be organized. Marie Kondo would be very proud of you. She's my hero. You don't say. Sit. I promise I won't panic. So, not that I'm not glad to see you, but you don't look so good. Yeah, uh, rough night. Want to talk about it? I don't know. Want to talk about something else? I don't know. Okay, well... 
I'm fine with sitting in silence if that's what you need. Why are you so fucking good all the time? Excuse me? You're just so damn good. Why are you like that? I don't know how to answer that. It feels like a trap. It's not. I just... Maybe I don't know how to appreciate nice things anymore because I'm too used to being frustrated and disappointed and losing things. Starting to think this isn't about me. Rough night. Rough... year. Yeah. My... grandmother died tonight. What? Yeah, she, um... I was there, so I, I got to say goodbye, but... I feel like this whole year I have been wound up and tense and pissed off at myself and everyone else, and now my family's dwindling. I was little when my grandfathers died, and I never knew my mom's mom. A lot of my family lives in other states, so we almost never see them, and other people in my family have died, a couple of cousins and an aunt, but I didn't really know them. I knew my grandmother, and I... I just... I don't know what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> Do we hug? I think so. Okay. Come here. <laughs> I wish I knew what to say. What? I wish I knew what to say. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't... I don't mean to always be a mess around you. You're not. <laughs> Seriously, it's... It means a lot that you feel you can talk to me. I... <laughs> that hasn't always been the case for people when it comes to me. You're kidding. I'm not. I'm, I'm not glad for why you're here, but I'm glad you're here. Do you want a distraction? Please. Bad movie? With subtitles. Naturally. Yes. I got you. It's a weird phrase. I got you said in one tone of voice, it could come from a villain twirling a mustache and tying Lillian Gish to the train tracks. Said in another tone, it's casual. I got you. Like, eh, don't worry if you're ten cents short, I got you. Said the way David said it, those other three little words can move over. That's what I needed to hear. Seen and Not Heard is written and directed by Caroline Minx, with music by Gavin Crockett and sound design by Tal Minear. This episode featured the voices of Sina Breyer as Elaine, Cole Burkhart as the high school friend, Danielle Ellett as the doctor, Adelaide Gardner as Elaine's student, 
Leslie Gideon as Sarah, Stephen Goldman as Joe, Cassie Josephs as the former teacher, Sean Lenhart as David, Caroline Minx as Bette, and Marnie Warner as the family friend. Special thanks to Riley C.J. Kenway and Evan Tess Murray for their consultation on this script. Follow us on Twitter at SeenNotHeardPod or email us at SeenAndNotHeardPod at gmail.com. Seen and Not Heard is produced in Central Virginia on unceded Appomattox territory.